welcome to the Uno Mas podcast. This is your host, Whitney Kay. Are you dealing with a lack of confidence? Are you struggling with finding your purpose, not only in your current personal day-to-day life, but specifically in business? Today, I'm talking to you all about things that affect our confidence and seven things you can start doing, actions you can start taking today to gain more confidence in yourself and in your business. So let's go ahead and dive right in. What up, what up, what up? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to come in here and talk about this. We are talking all things confidence. Ladies, this is something we struggle with. I feel like whenever we are little, little, little girls, even men, men too, but when we are little girls, we see pictures, we start comparing ourselves, body shaming ourselves, thinking that we should be better, or we can do this, but we can't do that. And it all stems from so much. And we just keep piling it on and piling it on. And whether we think that it's going to be such a huge impact when we're younger on our later years in life, we don't actually stop to take notice that it is in fact going to be a huge impact on how we move through life as we get older. So I truly feel in my belief that our confidence does stem from when we are younger and the way we act today as we're older is a reflection of that. But that's not to say that you're tarnished, you're ruined, you can't fix it. There's seven steps today that I'm going to go through that I was mentored on by Dean Grzowski. If you don't know who he is, go check him out. He's Tony Robbins' partner, huge personal development coach, huge on mindset, huge on purpose, and he's a multimillionaire and coaches thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world. And I was so grateful, thankful, and blessed to be able to take advantage of a personal training from him. And I'm going to just share what he shared with me in my own way, in a takeaway sort of way, because it's so True. Oh my gosh. It's so true. So who wants to get better with their confidence? Who wants to walk out the door and say, I am a confident woman. And you know what? And to claim it and not to be shamed by it. I also feel that other people will shame you for wanting to be, look, and feel confident. Not today, honey. No, 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 no. Today we are claiming our confidence. Okay. So let's, let's get into this. So number one, in order to be confident, confidence is happy, right? You're, if you are happy, you are confident because you have nothing that is not confident, which stems from unhappiness. Okay. So what is happiness? What does that mean to you? Let me say that again. What does that mean to you? Not what does happiness mean for your family? 
Not what does happiness mean in your workforce or for your team or for your children or your, your friends. What does happiness mean to you? One of the first things that we have to do is define our own happiness. Happiness to me isn't what happiness is for my family. It's a part of it. But my family, not all of them would really and truly like to go get a two hour massage. My husband, I know in fact, would not like it at all. My husband hates people touching him. Okay. So to me, happiness, I see happiness in there. Okay. Like that, that would be amazing for a two hour massage, but not necessarily for my husband. Now go a little bit deeper than that. Okay. But what does happiness mean to you? Take some time and really meditate on it and write it down, get clear on your vision and what truly is going to make you happy. What is going to make you so happy that you feel confident if you were living in that happiness every single day? The second thing is learn to live in the moment and let go of the past. Now, (laughs) trust me, I get it. Easier said than done. I mean, the past is the past and it's things that we went through and it's lessons that we've learned in the process and it's great things and it's hardships and it's emotional and, you know, it's frustrating. There's a lot of things that stem from the past. Like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, I really feel that our confidence is shaped from when we are younger and leads up to wherever you are in your current life at the age you are now. So learning to let go of things that are, are a piece of you, not a part of you are hugely important in order to regain confidence moving forward. The past is the past. You can't change it. You can't go back and undo it as much as we'd like to, as much as, you know, there's many circumstances in my life to where I wish I could go back and change how, you know, things went and how things are now because of how things went, but it's just not possible. I cannot change what has happened, but I can grow from it. And what you experience in the past doesn't have to define you of who you are now and what you will become in the future. So learn to live in this present moment. Close your eyes. I'm doing this right now. Close your eyes and put your hands out and just grab this moment. Embrace this moment, this life, this breath, this air, this energy, this ground that you're standing in, chair that you're sitting in, people that are around you, embrace this moment. We're so consumed with outwardly things that we we don't take the moment to stop and truly grab a hold of the moment we currently sit in. So that's the second thing is just embrace it, cherish it, understand it, reflect on it. Yes, that's okay, but don't let it define you. We've got to let go from the past in order to move forward. And if you have to write down things in your past that maybe might be hangups in your life, might be roadblocks for you, write them out. 
It's okay to claim them and state them. It's crazy how when you actually take your thoughts and put them down on a piece of paper, it's almost like a way of releasing it from yourself. So try that if that's something you have to do. The third thing, (laughs) I laugh at this one because... I sit here and I think about my husband. We were up until two o'clock in the morning last night talking things out because he does this so much, ladies, so much. Stop overthinking. Are you an overthinker? I tend to have many friends and my husband, who is my life partner, my best friend, (laughs) it seems that I attract overthinkers. Maybe because it's, I'm not one. I'm not one to overthink. I'm impulsive. I act when I want to. I don't try to stress about things that I can't control. I don't analyze things to find an answer for everything because I know I'm just walking in my day-to-day life and I just go by the faith of God, faith in God and that he's leading me. Okay. That's just kind of how I've lived my life. It might not always be the greatest way to live it. And I, I praise my husband for being an overthinker sometimes because financially and, and, you know, responsibility wise, He's really saved us in some situations for overthinking and overanalyzing. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it becomes a bad thing if it's hindering you from taking action when moving forward. So stop overthinking everything. Sometimes taking uncomfortable, immediate action is the best rather than being hung up and stuck in analyzing and overthinking the action you have yet to take. Yeah, sounds like a messy like relationship. It's not fun. So we've got to try to stop overthinking everything. Stop anticipating the, the end result when you don't even know because you haven't yet taken the action. Stop being fearful. I really feel that sometimes, not all times, sometimes overthinking comes from, from fear of the unknown. So stop overthinking. Okay. The fourth thing is focus on the positive outcome. Gosh, I feel like my husband should be on this podcast with me because that's literally something I said to him last night. I said to him, baby, I love you. And and I love the fact that you're always so worried and, and focused on, you know, our safety and our security and the finances. And you take so much weight. God bless you for being that, that pillar in this family's life that we need. But at the same time, I feel like you're always so focused on what could go wrong. What could go wrong? And you're always focused on the the negative. And I'm like this like free spirit, like always in the happy place. (laughs) Again, probably not like the realistic place to be at all times. Um, But I'm just an optimist. I'm always... I'm always trying to see the good in things. And I always believe that there's a, a positive pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know, that's me. I always think there's something great that can come from some destruction. And I don't sit here and I, I don't stress about the potential of, 
what could go wrong. I I'm, I'm focused on, you know, the blessings that we have. And I stopped him in this middle of, in the middle of this conversation last night. And I said, honey, <laughs> let's just stop and sit in some gratitude for a minute. You have a beautiful wife. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> you have a beautiful wife that loves you. A gorgeous daughter and a handsome son that adore you a secure roof over your head to shield you, a loving father that has given you eternal life and that steers you, and a secure job that financially supports you. So why are you so focused on what could go wrong? The end of days, (laughs) death. Whatever it might be, that's not what he was focused on. It was something else. But, you know, like we're so focused on what could go wrong that we need to stop and focus on what could go right. What is so amazing? What is the potential of amazing out of something that has been presented to you at this moment? The fifth thing is don't be afraid to fail. Oh my God. Gosh, if I told you how many times I've failed in life, I sat as a failure for over eight years, eight years in business. Now I was making money and I was able to keep a roof over my head and support my son as a single mom. But here's the thing. Success to me might be defined differently than what success to you is defined as. And success to me at that time in those eight years was just not happening. I was stuck in all of these other things I'm talking about. I was focused on what could go wrong. I was overthinking every single thing. I wasn't able to live in the moment and let go of the past. I couldn't define my own happiness because I was too afraid to fail. It wasn't until I embraced my failures, learned from them, and started using them, key words right there, using my fear as a way to break through into my potential, into my calling, into my purpose. My story is my purpose. God has had me experience certain things in life in certain ways so that they shape me and mold me into the person I am. And if I choose not to let it define me, but instead I choose to use it for my greater purpose and calling in life, The impact I have, not only in my own life, but in others around me, will be so much greater. It was at that moment that failure became something I desired. Because if I wasn't failing, I wasn't growing. If I wasn't failing, I wasn't trying. If I wasn't failing, I wasn't getting stronger. Every moment of failure means you are actively working to perform better. 
And when you can perform better, you get stronger. And when you get stronger, you gain confidence. It all goes hand in hand. So fail forward and fail often. And don't be afraid to fail. The sixth thing, (laughs) another thing that I struggled with, and might still struggle with sometimes today, I'm only human, but stop holding grudges. All right, let's stop the podcast right this moment. Stop overthinking it right now. I want you to impulsively, right at this moment, raise your hand. Do you, have you held a grudge? Have you held a grudge against anybody? A mother, a father, a sister, a brother, an aunt, an uncle, a friend, a teacher, a coworker, a boss, anybody in your life. Have you ever held a grudge? Now, a grudge doesn't mean that you hold something against them to where you react on it, but a grudge can mean that you hold something, you harbor something within you that stirs up this this icky, this yucky, this yucky feeling of ickiness that one, makes you, yes, react a certain way to that person or outwardly, or two, not take action, which is also kind of reacting by not taking action towards something you want to do or desire to become. So we've got to release these grudges. We've got to release these grudges because if we don't let go of them, they are going to be like chains keeping you from moving forward. There's nothing that a grudge does to benefit you. It causes frustration. It causes hurt, worry, fear, uncertainty, and definitely lack of confidence. So let go of the grudges. And the seventh thing is be grateful for what is in front of you. I look up so many times, specifically today, and I see so many people with their heads down and in their phone. Yes, I am often at times one of them too, but the moments I stop and embrace the moment of where I currently am in time, and I look up, I see so many that have their heads down and they're not focused on what's in front of them, and they're not grateful for what's in front of them. I want you to stop today multiple times and I just want you to look up, look around you, look at the, the home you get to call home, the family you get to love and call family, even if they're not the greatest people, the friends you get to call friends, a job you get to call a job, a car you get to drive, anything, the ground you get to walk on, the air you get to breathe the potential of possibility that is in front of you. I've taken advantage of many opportunities in life. And most recently, my last opportunity that I grabbed a hold of ended up being one of the greatest opportunities of my entire life in business. It's changed me. It's shaped me. It's made me gain some of the most amazing friends from around the world that I now get to call family. And It has brought me to my husband. It has brought me closer to the Lord. It has given me so much life because I didn't hesitate this time. I just jumped. I said, I'm going in. (laughs) 
without my swimmies and I'm just going to see if I can make it. And I put my faith in the Lord and I was grateful for the potential that I saw in front of me. I might not have had my hands on it yet, and I still don't have my hands on what is in front of me, but I'm grateful for what is in front of me. I'm grateful for being able to see a future, for seeing possibility, for seeing potential in myself and growth throughout this process. So I'm going to encourage you to just stop and be grateful for what is in front of you. Because through gratitude, you will find confidence. Through taking all these steps that I've mentioned today, you will find confidence. And girlfriend, let me tell you, you deserve to be confident. Hey friends, thanks for taking the time today to jump on in and listen to the Uno Mas podcast. How can you help support us moving forward? Leave us a review. Let us know how you're liking it. And then if you're on Instagram and Facebook, like most of us are, go ahead and tag us, share in your stories, invite your friends, and we look forward to Uno Mas podcast next week. (laughs) 